Hey guys, welcome to Launchpad Podcast. We are doing a little, what have you been watching today? Taking it easy, talking about movies, but man, we've watched a shit ton of movies because it's been crazy time right now. Super busy, work's just starting, but like at night, I just need to like wind down, so I've been watching a shit ton of movies. Thanks to everybody who tuned into our Peter Murrieta episode, the Henchman episode. That was really fun. That was a good time. Peter man. was a cool guy, man. That was a really good one, and it was it was one of those... You never know what a guest is going to be like, and he just he played he played with it like he he had fun ideas about henchman costumes and like what team he'd want to be on. Uh, that was super fun, and thanks to everybody who interacted with us on social media. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Launchpad Pod and our website launchpadpod.com. Let us know what episodes you've been digging on. We got some good stuff coming up. It might get a little crazy here. I'm not going to lie. I got a baby on the way, guys. Like on the way, on the way in the next couple weeks at yeah. most right like in two weeks so if we have to take a break or do a shorter episode or something like that don't be surprised but i'm really excited it's gonna be great lunchpad podcast coming at you live from the <laughs> from the hospital uh, so that's exciting that's cool roomy yeah, we'll share the news. We'll let people know what's going on. But uh, yeah, don't be surprised if there has if we if we got to take a little break or things get a little loosey goosey. But that's just part of life, man. You know, you guys would like to think that the podcast is the most important thing in my life. That's all I do is edit podcasts for all. If of only you. we could get your pregnant wife who's in a hospital right now to understand that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, family first. You know, podcasts have been around for three years, but families forever, man. It's true, and we got we have to get the next generation of rocketeers down, right? Yeah, it was it, when these kids get old enough to like talk, at least in a way that's funny. <laughs> we might we might bring them on the show. Uh, I just hope, like, I hope our kids are into it. Like, what if our kids are like into like cool stuff and are like, "No, Dad, leave me alone. I need to go do this." Dad, I want to watch football with Mom. I don't care about Michael Myers or Freddie or Jason. I'll be like. We get too old. We can't go to Comic-Con anymore. And we're like, you guys have fun. And then we're like, they're leaving in like Spider-Man t-shirts and cosplay. And we're like, wait, what's that sticking out? Come over here. And we fix their shirt. And like underneath is like a football jersey. And I'm like, I <laughs> yeah. have no son. <laughs> they're just going down to a Padres game. <laughs> oh my God. That'd be so funny. Yeah. I was, I was talking to a friend about it. And I was like, yeah, I have to remind myself that like having a little kid every night, she'll be like, Dad, I don't want to hear about the fall of civilization and how corporate powers are evil again. Can we just read llamas in pajamas? And I was like, <sighs> fine. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, let's get on with the show, man. I'm dragging this on. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. All right, welcome to Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Matt, but I'm asleep because you were just talking about babies being stupid. Ugh. Ugh. I know, you're living it already. I'm about to find out. Let's talk about nerd stuff. This is boring. Yeah. Let's talk about nerd stuff, man. I've been watching a crap ton of movies. Yeah. Don't get used to that, man. That's not the first <laughs> couple months. You're, you won't fucking remember what a movie is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're laughing, but it's true. Uh, I got to laugh so I don't cry. I was like, who is Spider-Man? He's far from where? Yeah. 
all these movies that are going to come out in 2021, like because there's been such a shortage, like everybody's been booting their movie to the next mm-hmm. year. I'm going to miss all of them. I'm going to miss all of them. I know it. I already know. I'm, I'm committed to it. That's what's going to happen. I'll watch it for you. <laughs> all right. And you tell me which one of them have blockbusters and that pisses you off. <laughs> Why do you have such a boner for blockbusters? It's just the easy thing to point to as a nostalgic pinpoint that you're like, oh, God, I don't, don't dislike show me nostalgia. I-, I dislike nostalgia being used as a mani- manipulative tool by filmmakers <laughs> that don't know how to make a movie on its own legs. You got to put blockbuster on it just so it stands up straight. <laughs> That's like, uh, that table's crooked. Uh, just throw some blockbuster under one of the legs. <laughs> just put a couple Bush songs in the middle so it's not wobbly. <laughs> a Bush song? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't think of a 90s band faster than that. That's as good as I got. <laughs> it's pretty, I mean, it was good enough to make me laugh real hard. <laughs> Let's roll the credits on a Rage Against the Machine song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've been watching so many movies, man. I don't even know where to start, and we're not going to get to all of these, but let me read you a list of what I have watched recently, and you pick. You tell me which one you want to talk about okay. to begin. All right. I watched The Changeling, which is that old school haunted house movie. I've never seen it before. Cool. Okay. Ooh. Child's Play 2. Mm. Awesome. Fury Road, again, for like the umpteenth time. Hellbound, Hellraiser 2, The Lift, Tigers Are Not Afraid, which is a Mexican horror film, which was cool, Yummy, which is Russian, but everybody's speaking English, zombie movie, The Frighteners, Peter Jackson, and I am up to the sixth Halloween film now. I watch Halloween 1, 2, 3, Season of the Witch, which I love, 4, 5, and 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. So I feel like, first of all, we're both in the same boat that we're recording this in the last couple of days of September, but really since like the end of August, I've been doing horror movies. I usually try to wait till October and then just double the fuck down, but I can't help it. I'm just so deep in. I'm so ready for for this this like autumn. You know, I love October because it's when I can just watch 30 horror movies without a problem and everything's like usually super fun and scary. I don't know what this year's going to be like. And like, like you said, I was jonesing for some good horror movies coming in. So we, I just, we kicked it off and started watching a ton of them. I have not yet done my Halloween, uh, jumped into Halloween. Cause I, I fell into Halloween a couple of years ago and just really love that franchise. Now it's not great, but I love to watch it during the fall. It's so awesome. Ooh, yeah, if you want to get into Halloween, we can, man, because the four, five, and six have been garbage. Oh, they're not good, but they're like, they're fun. They're, it's stupid. It's like, didn't see that coming. Like, Season of the Witch made more sense contextually than four, five, and six do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Season of the Witch is my favorite of the franchise. Season of the Witch, I think, is great. I think it's so fun. It's so weird. I love it. And then four, and you have the little girls, the best part of four. And then five, they make her mute for most of the movie. And you're like, wow, you took the best actress in the movie? <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, and then don't, don't say anything. How about you not talk this one? <laughs> Sit this one out, girl. I mean, she still does a great job. She's one of the best kid actors ever, don't you think? Ever. Same with the little kid yeah. from Child's Play, one and two, right? Yep. Fantastic. And she kills it, but the, the movies make no sense. Four's dumb, five's dumb, and six... Six was the dumbest of them all. Like, I thought five was 
I was like, okay, this is the low point. And then six came around. I was like, five and six are like combined are still like still worse than Freddy's Dead. <laughs> is Freddy's Dead the one with the video game? Yeah. That's, I just Great watched graphics, that man. I just watched that one. It's not good. It's not, but like, you know what? For the what? Fifth, sixth, fifth movie in a franchise? It's good to throw yeah. on. Eat, you know, I'm not a popcorn guy, but the, the analogy of like, well, throw popcorn on and watch a movie and fine. This is fine. Yeah. What, which is your favorite Halloween? One, two, and three are great for different reasons. One is good because yeah. I finally love it for what it is. Like, I, I always felt like, I, I know you and I have <laughs> talked about Jack Kirby. What? I finally love it. I've watched it enough times. The Stockholm Syndrome has set in. I finally love it. Well, it's like one of those, like, I liked it. I knew it was good, but I didn't care. It was like like Jack Kirby, what I always say. Like, original Kirby stuff, it's so important to comics, and I see why it's important. I see why everyone likes it. I know that comics would not be the same without it, but I don't really care about all the, you know, the new gods, old gods stuff with Jack Kirby. I just don't care. It's just my preference, and I'm not into it personally. Halloween 1 was like that for me. It's like, wow, look how much of the horror and slasher genres have come from a lot what was in this movie, but I didn't care. But now I actually like it. I like to watch that first original movie. The second one is fun as hell, and it's a great follow-up to the first one. It's not as groundbreaking as the first one, but it's fine. It's got a fucking dude who gets railed by a van for no reason, and then the van explodes, which is awesome because it was an innocent person that got railed for no reason. I like the second one. Oh, okay, of the Michael Myers movies, I like the second one the best. Yeah, I'm on board with that. I just recently feel like it's tied to, to or for um, with the first one. Yeah, because the first one you watch it and you're like, wow, this like it's like watching something historical, but like everyone has copied you, but they have done it better. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I just saw it too late and it just didn't start. It didn't land with me and has never landed with me. The first one. I like the music. I love that it's breaking genre ground, but. The second one to me has some better kills. Like the the hacksaw to the neck is cool. The boiling boiling the lady in the tub is cool. Him with the bloody eyes is cool. It's definitely like it started to hit its stride, right? They're like, okay, what yeah. worked in the first one? What could we not do there that we want to do here? You know, you're like, okay, I think I think that works, and it, it gets going. And then three is just great. Three is just because it's three. <laughs> the fact if it was just called Creepy Halloween Mask Movie, it it would be great, and you'd love it. But the fact that they were like, this is the third movie of a franchise that we've already established the mythos of. And you're like, what does this have to do with anything? Makes it even better because it feels so much further from left field, you know, than it than, yeah. than the other ones. But that one also has an, it's terrible acting, terrible, like writing, crazy plot with crazy plot, quote unquote, twists good with robots it's got robots yeah, it's awesome it's that that's a definitely like a fun one right i love it i love it so much and and yeah watching that again this year was like this is so good i love season of the witch it just yeah it really solidified it as being my favorite in the franchise because yeah four and five like sure they bring back michael myers but like plot wise they're more bonkers than season of the witch the stonehenge included because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like wait what <laughs> What do you mean? And Loomis, Loomis, who used to be a great character, suddenly becomes a pain in the ass every time he's yes. on screen because he's just screaming, "Where's Michael?" Six times. Yeah. He comes like, and his scar makeup keeps changing and changing yeah. and changing. There's one or two of those movies where it's terrible, where it looks like yeah. they didn't hire a re- like you know when you can watch a movie and you know the regular 
artist, regular makeup artist, dabbled in the effects to try to get it to work because they didn't want to hire an effects artist. This looks like yeah. they were asked to grip. They were like, yo, you have any chewing tobacco you could smear on this guy's face? This Oscar uh, winner's face? It looks so bad. And then, then you get to the sixth movie and the scars are gone. They're like, no, nah, fuck it. We're not even going to do that. <laughs> He's fine. Wh- what? Oh, he healed. W- wait, what? <laughs> like, that's not how scars work, guys. Like, like a burn, <laughs> when it heals, leaves a scar and the scars forever. But the time you get to the sixth movie, he's got like one little like like little knife wound scar on his face. It's like he was burned horribly. <laughs> and you tried to carry that through. And oh, blah, blah, none of it makes sense. None of it makes any sense. Mm. And then he starts redoing Jason kills, like ripping off Jason kills. Yeah. Let me throw this guy into a power box and sparks go. And it's like, that's Jason's move. <laughs> and then what's that shitty DJ? Barry kicks ass. Yeah, yeah, Is that yeah. his name? That guy sucks. I like that. That was my. That's my favorite of the new ones. I of the of four, five, and six. I don't know which one it is, but I like that one. Oh my god, that one makes that with Paul Rudd, creepy Paul yeah, Rudd. Love it. Creepy Paul Rudd is my favorite one of the newer <laughs> one. Yeah, in like terrible abusive house where like the dad is just like a huge asshole to everybody. Yeah, and the kid tries to stab him in the dick. Yeah, yeah, but I that, love that, it. Ugh. It's terrible. None of the kills make any sense. Like when Barry dies, they find him in a tree wrapped in Christmas lights. How the fuck did they get him up in a tree? That's like Michael dragged him to the tree, wrapped him in Christmas lights, went and got a fucking ladder, put the ladder up, dragged that guy up the ladder, hung him on the tree, and nobody saw this happening in like the three minutes it was supposed to mm-hmm. have done. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You don't, yeah. That makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, though, you could say that with like most Michael Myers kills. Like, how did he get that guy upside down in a closet? Yeah. But that one was bordering on unwatchable for me i was i was getting pissed oh, at that movie it. i love it i guess i went in with zero less than probably less than zero expectation at that point i'm just like all right what else what else do you want to tell me i watched five and six back to back so i was already pissed at five so <laughs> six was six was already on the hook for being a piece you of shit you should have taken a breath of air before you uh before you came into that one yeah because Five sucked because I hated all the clo- that. That's when the cult stuff really ramps right, up, and right. then you're like, "Wait, what? No!" And I was pissed, and so I started watching six, and it was like, "God damn it!" I love that they start teasing, and I forget which number, but they start teasing the guy in the cowboy boots with the duster on, and you're like, that's "Who five, is this yeah. cowboy?" And then it's like revealed it's like some old doctor or something, and you're like, "What? Who was in the first movie?" Yeah, what? yeah, he's this guy in the first movie that Loomis talks to for one scene and the guy runs into like a, a like th- they're walking along together and this brush like whacks the guy in the face and they just like oh, keep that take keep going <laughs> like, wait what <laughs> yeah they talked to him once and then it was like he's he's the bad guy and this cult does some cult stuff and like he's the bad guy but in six his kill is like off screen it's just in yeah, the scene where it's, it's a very it's a very shitty reveal and it's a very yeah. shitty um culmination of that because you expect like yeah. the first couple times you see him it looks like he's going to be like i don't know what you call it like a double antagonist to michael myers like he's going to be like you're like oh they're going to throw down there's going to be some sort of fight between this weird cowboy character it's like no not really he's just an old man what yeah i thought he was going to be the creighton duke of yes of this exactly movie. that's what it's which again it w- to way to rip off friday the 13th but like so so the cult stuff makes no sense because he's like we need this baby it's the grandson of Laurie Strode. They got too much baby nudity in that movie, which I'm never a fan of. <laughs> never a fan of. They got to kill the baby in some medical thing. Like he's in a hospital and they're they're like, they're like scrubbing up. And it's like, if you're going to kill the baby, why are you scrubbing up? 
Like, really? Like, why are you washing your hands? <laughs> you know if it's you're just funny. Kill I watched it last year and I had that exact same thought yeah. during that exact same scene. <laughs> yeah. And then Michael, who's like trying to get the baby the whole time, he shows up and is like, no, don't kill that baby. And you're like, what? What are you doing? So he goes in and just murders all of them while a strobe light goes off and gives you a seizure. Like, I literally woke up, bit my tongue off, was like, oh my God, this is stupid. And put my tongue back on, wrapped it, and and it, like the strobe light just is unnecessary. And you just see a bunch of step, 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 step. <laughs> and you're like, did he kill everybody? Did he kill the main bad guy? I guess. Okay. Well, that was unsatisfactory. <laughs> Loomis shows up at the end and he's like, okay, bye. And Paul Rudd's like, come in the car with me. I'm creepy. And he's like, no, I'm good. And Loomis goes back in the hospital and you just see Michael's mask on the floor and hear Loomis screaming. And you're like, mm-hmm. what? Is Loomis dead now? What? And like, I know in real life he did die and that's why they couldn't film anything. But like, how about you just leave it at that and don't have him like, why kill him? What's the point? <laughs> I'm fine with I'm fine well I'm fine with anything but you can't make it boring. Like he's this guy has been every movie except one since the beginning. He is one of the main antagonists to Michael Myers, right? Well, it's so batshit stupid. It's not boring. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. The whole time you're like the fuck? The, f- yeah. the fuck the fuck? Triple the fuck? Like you're never bored because it keeps being like, "Huh?" And you're like, "No." What? <laughs> Sam Hain. <laughs> the first Halloween Sam Hain. I mean, and again, I guess you could say the same thing about Season of the Witch. Like, it's so bonkers. You're like, wait, robots? What? That it keeps you going. That's like the best. That's that's one of the best non-sequitur movies that you could... Like, if someone said, what's a movie that as you're watching it, if you were to leave for a half hour and come back, you would think you were in a different movie? That movie, despite <laughs> having the same cast, I'd be like, no, that there there wasn't robots at the beginning. No, there's... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I thought this was about Halloween masks. When did these robots show up? Wait, what? That, ugh, it's so good. Stonehenge? Did they establish yeah, that Stonehenge right. was part of this? <laughs> did they establish that Stonehenge got, Stonehenge got stolen? And what, actually, what's going while on we're talking about this, this is something you and I shot each other back and forth during, I think, the last week or so. I looked up like a prop replica and toy and memorabilia place that's called Trick or Treat Studios. They just uh, a year or two ago released these bitch and good guy dolls that I got. They're super expensive. They've done some really good Gremlin stuff. They've done some um, Michael Myers stuff. Some of it's good. Like some of their stuff is really good. Some of it looks terrible. But they have bitching trick or treat or uh, uh, season of the witch Halloween three masks. And yeah. I'm looking at getting one. So I looked up you know Amazon reviews. I always look at the reviews, and I love to see the questions that people ask. And I found a couple and I immediately shot them to Rumi. Rumi, you have them pulled up? Yeah. Um, under the question and answers, most of them were like, how big is the mask? Well, if it's someone whose head is a circumference of whatever. Yeah. Here's a question. What will happen if I wear it while watching the big giveaway at nine? <laughs> and the answer is, you'll have to tune in to see 177 days till Halloween, Halloween, <laughs> Halloween, which... Awesome. Yeah. Good work like, on those guys. Both of those people, the questioner and the answerer, were awesome. This one is five-star verified purchase review and says, this, mel- this mask helps put Lord Satan, not self, on the throne. It was the start of the year in our old Celtic lands, and we'd be waiting in our houses of wattles and clay. The barriers would be down, you see, between the real and the unreal, and the dead might be looking in to sit by our fires of turf. I'm speaking of Halloween. <laughs> Which I believe, isn't that the same speech that, that what the, what the Terminator, uh, the RoboCop guy gives? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, it's a little modified for a <laughs> Amazon review, <laughs> yeah. but 
so good, so funny. Oh man, I yeah. and if you guys have seen, I've seen the um. Did I've, you get that mask? I haven't bought it yet. No, I haven't purchased it. No. <sighs> it's 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 on my like. I gotta wait till the next. I'm still working on an art deal right now, so that's gonna like I gotta wait for the next billing cycle of my credit card to get that. You gotta you gotta get it before Halloween, man. Get it get it ready for the big, big giveaway. giveaway. <laughs> yeah. after, oh, after dude, the horror. How cool to do a photo shoot with Kent and that wouldn't that be cool to get that to get, to get the image of that flashing pumpkin on the screen. Oh my god! You get, but here's the thing: you have to put it on him and then just wait because inevitably he'll try and take it off. And be like, right, exactly. Yeah. And like, oh, that yeah. moment he puts his hands on either side of his head, like ah, like you gotta do that. <laughs> And be like, Amanda, if I get some snakes, would you be mad? <laughs> get some rubber snakes. I love that shit. I think it was oh, uh, so I, good. I should pull up the other ones, but for the, there's Black Series Star Wars helmets have some great question and answer reviews too. Someone confuses Mandalorian with Mangalores from Fifth Element, and the guy who responded clearly knew both properties and really like really did some good puns and some good <laughs> callbacks to the movie. I got the Season of the Witch NECA three-pack that has the little witch yeah. pumpkin and, and skull. I just opened mine. And my, my skull boy came with two left hands for no reason. But you weren't, you weren't too worried about it. I wasn't too worried about it because it's not like they're never not going to be like gripping their faces and melting pain. Right. Like, so uh, it came with like a little claspy hand for like holding something and it came with two left claspy hands, but it also came with like pain stretched out, like <laughs> fingers extended jazz hands. Yep. So those are definitely the ones that we're keeping, right? Yep. So I put one of those fun. in uh, Ken's room. Yeah, he looks like he's breakdancing. Looks like he just busted a move. He was, but it was a move of pain. Ah, uh, my face! <laughs> the only thing I regret about like Halloween 3 Season of the Witch is that we don't see more of that happening. Right, right, right. I agree. Like the, We see a couple, although I guess, <laughs> imagine you're helming that film and you're like, oh man, we got to talk about Stonehenge. We have to talk about practical jokes. We have to talk about the history of practical jokes. We have to have this mm. half-ants romance between this young hot girl and this chubby old man who's not really doing anything <laughs> helpful. Nothing turns a chick on like helping her find her oh. dead dad. What a turn on. Well, s- switching gears a sec, another one that you said I'd love to hear, because we haven't talked about it in a while. We probably should do a series of these, but uh, Child's Play 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, What yeah, do you think? Yeah. Oh, man. I love the Chucky films, all of them. I have not had a bad experience with the Chucky movie. I know what people say about them, but like the first one, legitimately great movie. And if you haven't listened to our conversation with Tom Holland, the director of Child's Play, you should check that out. It's a great interview that we do. Director of Fright Night. Uh, he's an interesting as well. guy. Director of Fright Night. Yeah, a we bunch talk of about stuff, a lot of but his those movies. two are like very huge things for us, right? Huge things. I love that first Child's Play movie. To me, that is a classic. That is a classic all day. And the second one, watching it, the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, this is a damn good sequel. It picks up where the last one left off. It puts the kid in new situations. And this one does a better job of making you afraid for Danny and feel his situation. Like, the first one is great for that. But the second one really ups the ante where things are happening and everyone around him is like, you're being an asshole. And he's like, no, it was Chucky. And they're like, no, you suck kid. They're eventually like, like, you are responsible for these deaths and maimings and terrible things. Like they're like, yeah, it's not like they're, they don't, it's not just that they don't believe him, but they're blaming him for shit. They're blaming him. Like he's down in the basement. Like I got to take matters into my own hands. Like Chucky's going to kill my step parents, my foster parents at this moment. And He's down in the basement trying to fight Chucky and the the foster dad opens the door and is like, what the hell are you doing down here? And he starts to come down the steps and Chucky grabs his legs. And How's it hanging, Phil? 
<laughs> How's it hanging, Phil? Yeah. And and he breaks his neck. Yeah. It's crazy. And, and the they blame the kid for him. this. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they don't think he murdered him, but they think that the accident, it wouldn't have happened if the kid hadn't been down there, which is true. But that's fucked up. And, like, there's all sorts of moments where, like, Chucky breaks things that are important to the foster mom and they blame him and he's always in trouble. And the only person who's giving him any sort of respect and like help is his foster sister. And she's, she's a good character. She ends yeah, up she saving is. the day. I, <clears throat> I love that they go to the toy factory. I think that's such a cool yes. location. I think the scene is a little um, underwhelming. Like you could have done so much more with that, but it's not bad. It's really freaking cool. Oh, what, um, what, underwhelming. What part? What's not enough for you? When they got to the to the Chucky place, I thought he was going to jump, be jumping around between all those boxes. Like they have all these boxes of good guy dolls, and I thought more of them were going to come to life. Oh, I oh I see, I see, I see. Jump. You mean jumping yeah. around spiritually? Spiritually, I thought there was going to be more, okay. like more Chucky's coming alive or something like crazy the end of the like stupid that. New one. I love the new one. The new one was great. Really? Yeah, great. I think if great. I, I watched it by myself and by the end I was like just waiting for it to end. It wasn't bad, but I definitely think like Shitty Movie Sunday or Me and You, I think watching it with w at least one other person that you could make comments about would, would up the ante for me. I had no problem with it. The thing Here's the thing I will say about all these movies. I think the first one's great. I think the second one's a great sequel. The third one's fine. It's definitely not I love on an uptrend. One. It's great. It's good. It's but not it, on I don't an uptrend. Think You're right. I, it's, not, it's not better than no, two. It's 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 either plateaus where it's yeah. like yeah okay it delivered more of what i wanted or it's a step down yeah to some. i agree and, and every time i watch it there's either something i like about it or something i like less about it the location of the military school is not great for me when they get to the carnival that's awesome but like the military school is kind of like okay you're kind of retreading what happened in the second one like nobody believes them and the stakes are pretty mediocre um but the third one's interesting chucky's gonna be in bro yeah i know and it's got, I like, it's got, you know, it's something we skipped over with two. Two has some of my favorite technological puppeteering moments of the whole yeah. entire franchise. When he walks out of that closet with the yardstick, and he walks towards camera and camera's kind of low and he hits it into his hand. That's, that might be my favorite single Chucky puppet shot of the entire franchise. Really, really good. Yeah. She has a branded good guy ruler <laughs> that he beats her with. <laughs> It's I, I love that. There's some really cool things. I like I like a lot of that movie. I love the driving stuff where she gets pulled over. What face is that? One of my favorite moments when um, Andy sees Chucky hiding in the house for the first time, and he's looking at the doll, and he pokes it, mm -hmm. and he goes, "Hi, my name is uh, yeah, yeah." The eyes Tommy. look to the side. Yeah, Tommy. he looks to the side like, "Uh oh, Hi, Tommy." <laughs> Tommy. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, it's so funny. I don't know if I've told you. You probably know, but I don't know if I've told listeners. You know that my like great uncle or second uncle is the guy who owns the Good Guy Doll Corporation, right? Like my actual uncle. I think it's no, it's my mom's cousin. However, that ends up being my mom's cousin is the old guy. Is, is an actor named Peter Haskell. He's the guy who gets killed in his apartment in the, in the Child Play one. Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's him. Whoa! I was at his house. Clean this mess up. Yeah. What? He got killed. He got alive? strangled by a yo-yo. Darts thrown at him and stuff. That was yeah. him. I didn't know. I didn't. Is he still alive? No, he's not. Not not for a long time. No. And I was like, oh, I was going to cool. say, why is he not on the no, show? No, I know, right no, now? no. It'd be cool if he was, but um, 
I, I was watching Child's Play 2, which he appears in, with my sister once, and it was like the umpteenth time I've seen it. And my dad walked by, and he was like, that's your mom's, that's your mom's cousin Peter. And I was like, wait, who? And I thought it was so fucking cool. I was like, he? And then we watched Child's Play 3, and I was like, oh shit, he gets killed by Chucky. How cool is that? How cool he is that? He was like a big soap opera actor. Not super famous, but he was in a bunch of shit. That's awesome. But yeah, fucking killed by yeah, Chucky. Th- and Child's the Day beginning thing. of 3 is stronger, and the end of 3 is stronger than the middle. Like all the, yeah. all the stuff at the school is alone. Yeah, I get but that. I love Bride of Chucky. I, here's the thing. Every one of those movies says, let's do something we haven't done before. Correct. Yeah. Let's at least show you something that, that you're not ready for. And the fact that Bride of Chucky takes a comedic t- t- swing, a lot of people hated that. But I was like, look, I've already seen Serious Chucky and you did a great job. This, I think Bride of Chucky is a solid entry to the franchise. It has some great kills in mm-hmm. it. It's got some funny pieces. Chucky looks cool. At least they're doing something different. And then you get to Seed of Chucky and they, they're like, let's go full camp. Let's go 100% weird, campy. John John Waters is in the movie. Yeah, that and might they're be doing a John favorite, Waters movie. But it's not bad. 100%. I can't say it's bad. I can't say I don't like it. I just don't like it as yeah. much as the others. I love that it's self-referential. Like you have Jennifer Tilly playing Jennifer Tilly in a Chucky movie. And you skipped over her funny. in the fourth one. She's great in the fourth one. And the puppets great, great in the fourth like, one. I love this. I love the, the funny stuff that they do. Like I love when she's like, what would he goes? What would Martha Stewart say? And she goes, yeah. "Fuck Martha Stewart." And Chucky goes, oh. "I just think that's like a cute, <laughs> like it was written well. It's performed, it's performed well with two puppets. It's like it's it's great. Yeah. I love it." John Ritter and I dick. love the twist. I love that. Yeah, I love that she plays the girlfriend. She brings Chucky back to life, and then he puts her in a different doll. Mm-hmm. Like that's great. Yeah, it is. It's it's but, yeah. It's good. The newer ones, I don't. I'm not as much of a fan of like the Netflix well, ones, but. They're not bad. Yeah. Not bad. But I will say this, like for, with Seed of Chucky, they went full camp and I know that people are like, that's a low point, but you saw something you hadn't seen before. Sure. They did a completely different tone than, than they went further with the camp and comedy than Bride of Chucky. It doesn't work for, every, for everybody, but I like it for what it is. And it certainly is the lowest point. Yeah. I, I will not disagree that it is a low point for the franchise, but then coming back to, um, what is it? Curse of Chucky? Yeah, I think that was the, the, the first, first Netflix, Netflix ones. One. It went back to solid tension. It may not work for everybody, but hey, here's something different. We're going back to what we've seen for the first one. It's a cat and mouse game. A lot of the stuff doesn't make sense. A lot of the kills are pretty CGI, but you're at least showing me shit. At least the kills are gory. At least it's something that they're trying to do with what they had. And, and the tension is there for the girl in the wheelchair. And then Cult of Chucky, something I've never seen before. He, you can split the personality between the dolls. The The kid is back. Andy's back from the first movie. We get to see the stepsister makes a cameo in the end. Uh, we're learning a new uh, thing about the mythos around it. It's pretty crazy. I like that one I a like lot. It. What was that was cult, right? Yeah. Cult was the one with all of them. curse was pretty underwhelming to me because it could have just been any killer doll movie, except that you yeah. Or if you're a nerd, you're supposed to know that the main actress is Chucky's real daughter. Like the actor Brad Dourif, who plays Chucky's voice, that's his daughter. Yeah. Otherwise, there's nothing really cool. There's not too many cool kills. Chucky is almost completely CG. You really got to like buy a lot that he covered his own scars in a way that nobody could tell. Like there's just a lot of stuff yeah. where it's like, uh, but like it's crafted well. It's a good movie. Like the scares are good. The atmosphere is good. It's shot good. But then in in cult, they really do amp it up a bit and it turns into like, well, what if the mythos is this and this? 
And I think the kills and some of the tension and some of the overall tone and story are better. And then I think when you get the new movie, the whatever 2019, 2020 movie, that then goes back to it could have just been killer doll movie. It didn't have to be Chucky. It didn't feel like a Chucky yeah. movie to me, but I did like the update of um, that. It's like, a, you know, a smart device. And then at the end, they really play into that, which I thought was really smart. The problem with me and it hamstrings itself is it has kids as the main characters, which I know child's yeah. play did, but it took it seriously. And that kid was in danger. I feel like in the new one, the kids aren't really in danger. It's more like Ice Cream Man, where they're like, oh, no, let's solve this. And you're like, yeah. you're never really concerned. Like in the first one, you're concerned that Chucky's going to kill the kid. But then you kind of like, yeah. oh, no, it's worse than that. He's going to like use this kid and cause chaos around him. And the kid's going to be fucking scarred. You know, then it's like, yeah, that's almost worse than, you know, he's going to kill the kid. And the new one, it's just like, meh. He's trying to, he wants to protect the kid. So he's killing people around the kid, but I don't feel worried about it that much. And I said this before, is like, in the first movie, it is a sentient, thinking, evil person inside of the doll. There's a chaos element sure, to it. Like, yeah, you don't yeah, know what yeah. he's going to do, and it's his choice. That evil person is menacing that child because he's an evil right, person. Right. He's a murderer. And you're like, that's freaky. In the reboot, the killer doll's a broken robot right, and it doesn't know anything. Technical any malfunction. Yeah, it's a malfunction at best. So you're kind of like he's he's Dave daving his way through this 2001 style, and you're just like that that just doesn't have the the menace to me. Yeah, I agree. And then and, they, they try to force it at the end to make the Chucky go yeah. towards or go after the kids, and you're like, well, but that seems yeah. kind of forced on a on a plot based ro- logic perspective. But even if you buy, there's a it, lot of like, times, oh. yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I do like that it gave me what I wanted from the second film is a bunch of Chuckies running around killing people. Yes, and yeah, that was cool. cool. That scene was cool. But again, who cares? You know, <laughs> yeah, the the the, the, the reboot was very forgettable to me. It, it, I'm not ever going to want to watch that though, again. though, you little boner and just went and went, you would have loved it. No, I would have like, oh my God, dude. Fuck, you just, you just, Reminded me in X number of years, the way somebody will new, use nostalgia, they're like, hey, remember the movie It from the 80s with a cool Pennywise from the miniseries? Like somebody would put that in the background of a, of a movie and I'd be like, fucking cool. We are going to live through a moment where somebody's watching a horror movie and on the screen, instead of watching the original Halloween or the original It or the original... uh a nightmare on Elm Street, it's going to be the reboots. And you're going to be like, what? Like some kids going to be like, I want to watch Child's Play and they watch the reboot and that's the nostalgia that they're trying to trigger and I'm going to be like, oh, oh <laughs> no, what no, looks no. Like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, they're going to be watching the, the new It and I'm going to be like, what? What the, what the fuck? They're going to be watching the remake of The Thing and I'm going to be like, barf, bleh, bleh. <laughs> and I'm like losing my shit. <laughs> oh my God. That's going to be a reality. Thanks, thanks for ruining... My afternoon, yeah. Rumi. Someone's gonna, yeah. Someone's Jesus gonna be like, "Oh, Christ. Chucky was scary." Remember when he uh, turned all those drones on? You're like, "No, I don't." That was not Chucky. That was a different. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, my mind just exploded. <laughs> if if I get to do it first, I want to. Like that's the thing. I just want to do it first now. Like I want to make a movie, and the kids like watching something, and on the background as as a nostalgia bump, but it's like something that just pisses everyone off. Like, oh, you just want to do oh. it to be a dick. 
Yes, I want to do it as a joke now. Oh, if I can joke. do it not right, then dick. I want to do it. Not yeah. to be obnoxious. Well, <laughs> it's a joke to me. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I think it's funny. <laughs> it would be hysterical. Yeah, if you're if if like in the background, the kids watching the remake of Evil Dead instead of the. It's like I had a, I have a friend who is into, and it's not Lily that we talk to, but I have another friend who literally, like, legitimately likes the prequels, and she likes the character of Anakin Skywalker, and I was like, what? She's like, yeah, wait, can you can't see the grimace on my face, like, no! What? You can't see the grimace on my face, but I'm grimacing she so was, hard. She was that. like, I like when he turns into Darth Vader at the end of episode three, and he's like, no! And I was like, no! That is one of the parts that most everybody hates specifically. And you are liking that? Like, in her mind, when she thinks of Darth Vader, she's not necessarily thinking of, I am your father. She's not thinking of, join me. She's not thinking of, you know, I have him now. She's thinking of, no! Like, no, that's not the guy, that's Barf. not the Darth Vader you should think of. In my Something opinion. that you and I were talking about the other day, and, and I'm kind of switching gears here, we were talking about, like, how the Punisher doesn't need character development he doesn't need to be sipping rose he sure. doesn't need oh, he definitely does not need to be drinking uh, that kind of wine. stuff like just make like when you look at john wick and like i i mentioned i watch fury road and you watch fury road there is no character development needed mm-hmm. and i think that like so many times we talk about character development as the thing missing from movies and and i agree that a lot of times if you don't have a good character you can't hang a movie on them but i also think all characters have been done already and especially in genre films when you're like hey, she's the Ellen Ripley or the Linda Hamilton Mm -hmm. of this movie. And you're like, I get it. You don't need to show me that she has been training for years and being a badass. Furiosa shows up and you're like, oh, she's going to be... She knows what she's doing, yeah. Yeah. She's going to be the Sarah Connor, Ellen Ripley of this movie. I get it. I get all the tropes that you're going to throw at me about her. And they didn't dwell on like what made her a badass. Mm -hmm. And we're just like, hey, guys, she's badass. Let's go. And I was like, great. What made her important was the, the struggle that you saw her go through. And I think so many movies, you know, you watch a bunch of movies that are like character development, character development, character development. Like I watched the, the remake of House of Wax and that movie has an incredible third act. Like the set pieces of all the wax mm-hmm. melting and the whole building melting down and like Paris Hilton dying, all the kills. When the movie gets going, it's great. But it's like this movie hung so much on like character development that you're like, I don't go fuck. They're like the brothers, the next con. Is that going to come back later in any sort of <laughs> right? How way? important nope. is it for you to spend the time telling me that? Yeah. And I think a lot of movies that are like that overweigh the character development for some reason lose sight of the fact that we get it. He's the butthead character. She's the cheerleader character. He's the best friend character. He's the good guy. That's not going to get the girl character. Like th- we've seen them all so many times that just, just, just give us the keywords and we'll get right. it. Right that's actually a perfect segue a movie that i tried to watch a couple times this week and eventually gave up was midsummer because i liked hereditary that movie was the first movie i'd seen by that guy and it um you know it builds such a good tension it really makes you feel sad because there's so much despair in the first two acts and it really like there's a lot of character development like you said there's a lot of tone setting and tension I don't particularly care for how it ended, but like, okay, it was a good movie and it's like, all right, I want to see more from this guy. So when Midsummer came out, I just didn't get to it right away, but finally I sat down to watch it and it starts, if you guys haven't seen it, I won't spoil anything and I really don't know much to spoil, but 
it starts off with this woman who's got a sister who's has some huge emotional issues going on and it's affecting the sister emotionally and in the first scene of the movie the first scene we see this main female character we know that she is in emotional turmoil she's having a lot of trouble dealing with this sister who sends her a cryptic note that looks extremely suicidal and she can't get in touch with her and they play that out for 20 goddamn minutes and in it you completely get what's going on okay sister suicidal and there's a history of that. And this girl is upset about that. But also she is really emotionally fucked up. Then she calls this guy and you see this guy. And I love this scene. I wish there was more of this in the movie. This guy is at a pizza parlor with his friends. And he is talking to them about how she is calling him when she's emotionally upset. And there is this wonderful The View reenactment of what a bunch of women would be like telling their girlfriend that her boyfriend is using her. You know how like middle 20s men do in pizza parlors. They're like, hey man, she's no good for you because she's using you as an emotional crutch. And he's like, yeah, but guys, she really needs me right now. It's, it's not always like this. They're like, yeah, but she, she takes up too much of your time. And then his phone rings and he's like, it's her. And he's debating picking it up. And they're like, no man, you got to let it go to voicemail. You have to cut this off. She's no good for you. First of all, guys do not say any of this. We certainly don't go to a pizza parlor and have this discussion. And it just, it is a, it almost looks like usually see the the inverse where you see a scene of a bunch of girls talking how men think that girls talk when they're together. This looked like how women might think men talk when men are together because they're having a completely feminine, I mean, not to generalize, but a completely feminine conversation about shit that guys would not be spending time about. Let's show them how it really is. Rumi, you have the problem. You tell me about the problem. Ugh. Amanda keeps texting me, man. She's been so upset about her sister, and that's like all she's calling me about. Huh. That sucks, bro. Here, have a beer. Forget about it. All right, cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Have you seen this movie where uh, this family like bitches the whole time, and at the end, the lady cuts off her, her head? It's like it's <laughs> fucking weird. Or it's like, like, if you were telling me shit was like, I just can't imagine five guys sitting together, and four of them are helping one of them get over the fact that his girlfriend is emotionally needy. And it like, I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but the the dialogue that happens, it is completely self-actualized dialogue on everybody's part. And it's like, sorry, uh-huh. that's not how the average guy talks to his average guy friends. Men in a group will find the quickest way to avoid talking about feelings. Like the, the, the shortest path possible. Yeah. And like, that's, I guess you could say that's sad. And you could, maybe that's a commentary the director was making, but then he continues there, a tragedy befalls that girl and her family. She's distraught and leaps into this guy's arms. He is there for her and almost at the expense of his friendship. But the whole time you see, like, for the next 45 minutes, it is she and he, like, they're at a party and it's revealed at the party that he has plans to travel with his friends and they're living together and she didn't know about it. So then you have this awkward thing of, I just wanted to know, I can't believe you made these plans. And he's like, well, you're not the boss of me. And, you know, I can't be here all the time for you. And she's like, I understand that. But I just wish you'd told me beforehand. I would have been okay with it. Wait, they lived together Mm -hmm. and he didn't tell her he was leaving for an extended period of time. Correct. That's a dick move. And you get that, right? Do you need 14 minutes of, of a discussion of that? No. I understand immediately that she wanted to know about it beforehand. And I understand that he didn't do it because she's emotionally distraught and he wasn't quite sure what he was going to do. 
So then we watch them have an argument slash fight about it where he blatantly turns it on her for feeling that way. And then she starts apologizing to him. And then he's apologizing to her. Long or the short of it, sh- he, then there's, an, there's a scene where he goes back to his friends. Dude, I want to break up with this movie and I haven't even seen it Dude, yet. <laughs> and I was trying so hard because, again... Wait, are they not dating? They're just friends who live together? No, they're dating at this point. But I think that I think we're, we're being hit over the head with the fact that they are dating because he is there for her. And he goes to his friends and he's there, they're planning the trip and the buzzer rings and he's like, oh, you know, Sally's here. And he's like, by the way, to the guys, he's like, by the way, I invited Sally here. I, I invited Sally to the trip with us. And they're like, what? He's like, she's not going to come, but I felt like I had to invite her. And everyone's face is like, dude. And he's like, but she's not going to come. So then she come, and you know that as a person who watches a movie, you know that she's going on this trip, right? Yeah. But they spend the next 10 minutes getting into the fact that like he leaves the room and she's there with the friends and the friends are like, so you ready for this trip? She's like, yeah, I guess, I guess I'm coming. And it's like, I fucking get it. Then they go on the trip and it starts very quickly to evolve into like what I'm assuming is some sort of cult thing. And as that's happening, there's two or three things where she just is like, oh, I'm emotionally unstable. And he's like, "Uh, I'll be half ass there for you. And she's like, half ass isn't good enough. And he's like, well, I'm sorry. And then she's like, no, I'm sorry. And he's like, all right, we're both sorry. And the friends are awkwardly standing around watching. And I was like, I've been watching this for 48 minutes. I don't know where it's going. I do not care about any of this. I don't like any of this. And I feel condescended to because I knew in the first fucking scene that she was getting unhinged and that he was not the right person for her. I fucking had it. Two things. Two things. This movie is for people who haven't seen other horror movies. I've seen (laughs) Hills Have Eyes. I know what's going to happen. I've seen The Wicker Man. I know what's going to happen. (laughs) You made a movie for people who are like, I'm really interested in whether these people are going to get together or break up. And you're like, nope you need to be like i'm the i'm a girl who's emotionally unstable i'm the boyfriend who's on the fence about what i should do about that go movie and by the 10 minutes in they're being attacked by cannibal hillbillies or cultists or whatever the fuck you're doing you're doing horror movies in a way that isn't for people who watch horror movies who are smarter than the movie already is emotionally maybe it's a more intelligent film and that's why people who aren't horror movie fans are kind of drawn to that Mm. and like ooh. I'm dipping my toes in horror, how artsy, fun, and gauche. Whereas, whereas like a horror movie person's like, get to the killing. Yeah, what happens? And that, that's how I feel. And like, also, she's doing it wrong because guess what? You don't have to date the emotional crutch. You can find plenty of boys who think they want to date you and you can just use them for emotional support. <laughs> I see it happen all the time. Oh my God. I don't know how many times I've been in a pizza parlor <laughs> with four of my friends and I'm talking to one of them and being like, dude. You're not even sleeping with her. Stop picking up the phone. I didn't Actually, <laughs> I have been in that situation. I had a friend who was so obsessed with this girl and she led him on as an emotional crutch. She would always call him and they were best friends, but he was like, wanted it to be more. I was like, dude, if, if you are not having a, a, if you're not dating her, then you don't need to be putting in this much work. Like, it's good to be a friend, but I'm not even there for my friends that, that at this level, like <laughs> They can call me, but like I am not. You, yeah, yeah. you are putting in so much work to a relationship that you're not getting enough out of. Just cut it off. So yeah, I guess I guess that is real. I'm a, so okay. I stopped watching. Change my mind. I'm assuming they break up. Like that's. I'm assuming they get murdered by a cult. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, it. Come on, I mean, it's funny because I used to not turn shit <laughs> off, but you you were the person. Like I started to the last couple of years. You're the person that's like, I've watched enough movies. I don't owe anything to a movie to keep it on. And I was like, 
That's true. If I'm fucking 40, and the other thing too is like an hour and change left in this movie, I was like, I don't Oof. think I can handle another hour Oof. of this. And I was like, even if it turns awesome, which I don't know if it did. I turned off a movie a week ago. This was just before Kate went to the hospital. Uh, we were watching horror movies together. We we're like, let's do something scary. And she had the choice between Exorcist 3 and The Lift. And she's like, I want to watch The Lift. That yes. sounds dumb enough that it could be fun. And we turned off The Lift about half hour in. <gasps> After the guy's head got cut off, I was like, that looked terrible. That wasn't deserved. And it wasn't well done. And then when the guy went and was asking about elevator repair records and following this guy who fixes elevators around, and I got to meet his family that I didn't give a fuck about, because unless they're dying in an elevator, I don't care. I was done. I was like, I don't care about what this guy's doing. And Kate was like, I don't care either. And we turned it off. I love the lift. I totally understand that the first half hour, and actually the whole movie is paced really slow, but I love it. And my, my experience with lift, it's one of those that like, I have, like deathbed, I have to give deathbed a pass because it's what about a fucking killer bed. I have to give the lift a pass because the first, I saw it in a video store that I was buying out all the VHSs and the VHS cover, you've seen it because we had it when we lived together. I, I was, was like at a, that buyout. I was with you when you bought all those VHSs. Yeah. It was all, dude, I, I think I still have it out, out in the garage. It's like a bird's eye view of a guy, a businessman who's got his head stuck in an elevator and his glasses are on the floor, his ties up in the air, his briefcase on the floor, all the papers going everywhere. And the tagline in the movie, it says, take the stairs, take the stairs, for God's sake, take the stairs. And I was like, I don't even care. The, the elevator does kill some people. It chops off some heads. It does some other shit. It's interesting because I think it's a, it's a Dutch movie. Yeah. And it's definitely paced weird. It's dubbed. There's definitely like, it's one of those things where like, the filmmakers were trying to like say things and show you character development and talk about the characters in buildings that were not the building that contained the devil elevator. Yeah. I don't give a shit. There's nothing yeah. in that movie I care about except that elevator. Anything. It's like the Godzilla thing you said. Proximity. The proximity Godzilla yeah. thing. Yeah. If you're too far away from the killer elevator, I don't give a shit. And it really, if you're not four feet from the killer elevator, I don't care. If you're not pressing that button being like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, <laughs> then, I, then I'm not into it. We actually watched that and a movie called Down, which actually also was originally called The Shaft, which is the same movie because it's made by the same director. He made a, it sounds dubbed still, it actually looks and sounds Australian, and it's yeah. got Naomi Watts and a couple other actors who we know are Australian. I think she's Australian, but it's that also looks and sounds dubbed. But that movie, I, if you can stomach it, give it a shot. Because it is what the lift should have been. It has. Can I tell you one of the kills? Yeah, tell me all the kills. Okay. I don't care. So it it lifts all the best parts of the lift. It lifts that from there and puts it in this movie as well. Okay. It's got these two skateboarders slash like you know extreme rollerblade. I think it's a skateboarder. They're in the parking garage that's attached to this building, and all the car alarms and windshield wipers start going on. And you're like, wait whatever's possessing this thing, why is it about, why is it touching the cars too? The elevator in the garage opens, sucks this skateboarder in to it like a vacuum, <laughs> brings him up to the top floor, opens the doors and spits him out. He goes flying through a plate glass window out of the building and goes, ah, boom, and hits the ground right next to his friend. Awesome. I'm telling you right now, that part of the movie is worth, like, just to watch that, it's worth watching the movie. It redoes, there's a blind man who has a dog, and he's 
he's made into a dick so that when he dies, you're not worried about it because he falls down the elevator shaft. That's done slightly different and in a more, I'll tell you that, I'll tell you that a dog dies, but it makes the movie cooler to me. No one likes dogs dying, but you went there, so I'll give you credit for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's fucking SWAT teams involved and some SWAT members get fucked up by the elevator. It's not nearly as good as you want it to be. However, it is definitely better than the lift. It's paced better. It still has pacing problems. Don't get me wrong, but it's definitely paced better. And I think it's worth, we watched it for shitty movie Sunday. And it was one of those that like two or three times in the movie, someone other than me made the joke of, or, or the point of I'm in it just for that scene. That one scene made this whole movie worth it. I don't care what happens the rest okay. of the movie. And there was I mean, two or three of them. I will not ever be able to convince my wife to watch another killer elevator movie, but maybe I can, maybe I can tell her about that skateboarder scene. Maybe, maybe that'll draw her in. It's, uh, it's pretty good. I, I gotta. I'll see if I can find it. That's another thing. It's hard to find killer elevator movies. But yeah, the this lift was, was on, not doing it. I think the down was on Hulu. It was on. We watched it online. So like, even if you have to rent it, it was there. Okay. Um. Right. I don't think it was on Tubi. We might. We might have had to rent it. But oh, that's what it was. It was. I think it was like a five, a five buck or a four buck rental. And yep. someone was like, that scene was worth my four bucks. The skateboarder scene. They're like that. See, was that's it. impressive that people paid money. Because if I had paid money and had to turn off the lift, I would have been pissed. Well, here's the thing is we watched, I don't, we as a group didn't watch the lift. The lift was on Tubi for free. Yeah. But that's where I watched it. Down looked better and looked like more. So I think we put our money, uh, literally put our money there. I think it would have been a much harder sell if we had watched the lift first to yeah. then sell. So like I'm trying to do to you, sell them on down, especially <laughs> if you have to pay. But I, I think, I think you would like it. You might say, I'll never need to see it again. You might say, I think you'd say it was worth your four bucks. I don't think you'd I, say you needed to see it again or like. I want to watch it just because I do want to do this thing where, because it is a subgenre of horror films. Like you brought this up. You're like, why do people keep making horror elevator movies? And it's true. Yeah, they do. At least four. And, and I think purely because when you make an elevator movie, you're like, you sell it to some producer because you're like, it's just in the elevator, man. It's, it's one location. We don't it, like it can be super cheap. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, this is a fucking hard. This is a really hard thing to do and make a mm. movie. Yeah. So I'll see, but it is a subgenre I do want to do an episode on because it's so bizarre. Who thought that this was a good idea? M. Night Shyamalan made one. Devil. And I heard that one is not bad. I haven't watched that one yet, but mm. yeah. I want to try. I'll, I'll give it a shot. But my first foray into killer elevator movies did not leave a good taste Tepid in my mouth. at best. Couldn't finish the movie, which is never a good thing for... I See, and it's interesting, and I think that is uh, uh, an international cinema situation, yeah. because yeah. I think if you were an American distribution company and you cut that movie to fit how American narratives are told cinematically, yeah. I think you, would be, you, Aaron, would be able to study, and, and, and anybody in America would be able to stomach it a little bit better because you'd trim the fat. There's a whole, like, possible... Like, the main character's wife thinks he's having an affair and it's like, who cares? It's not, it's not even related to much of anything. When I got to see them go bowling together with another couple and they're like talking about shit, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, we're watching these people bowl. (laughs) I don't even go bowling because it's boring. Like, why would I watch other people bowl? The one thing I will say is we were very impressed with the dubbing on this one because like, it seemed very close to not being dubbed. I was like, wow, they're yeah, doing a yeah. good job. And and the dubbing, like the people's inflections were good because there's nothing worse than a dubbing thing. Where like, 
oh no, I'm being killed by an elevator. There's a killer it's elevator. Like, yeah. But the people's like inflections felt real for the scenes. It was it was well dubbed. I will give that movie credit for a good dubbing. And it does open strong. This, this dude, these ladies, these people are drunk in an elevator and this dude's just like starts making out with this chick and like takes her shirt off. So she's just like topless for this whole scene. But then they don't even die. Everybody's like, oh, they almost died. I'm like, what? <laughs> you didn't even kill them? Like that doesn't even that doesn't even count towards a kill count in a killer elevator movie. They didn't even kill. Like what a weak way to open like what a strong way to immediately make your movie weak you want to know how down opens what the first thing the elevator does what there is a pregnant pregnancy like workout class like a yoga yeah. class or zumba class or something uh-huh. on the top floor all these pregnant women get in the elevator the elevator stops and gets super hot and as it gets super hot all the women start complaining they all give birth in the elevator Nobody, there's like no, 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 no tragedy happens other than that they all give birth at the same time. I guess not when they were ready for it, but like everyone's like, oh, that's odd that they would have, you know, seven different births at different stages right in the elevator and all the kids are fine. Like nobody's hurt or anything. Okay. Mm. And you're like, stop, stop telling me things about this movie. I need to watch it. Everything you tell me just doesn't make it better. (laughs) The skateboard thing does sound cool. I will I'm give telling you that. the skateboard thing is cool. And Worth that's my four just, bucks, cool? When yeah, I'm multiple people other than me. Like, and you know that I'll I'll throw down for some shit. Yeah. People me from too. Shitty Movie you know. Sunday who like Shitty Movie Sunday, but they're not yeah. professionals like you or I. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Check yeah, it yeah. out. Down. Also and I think the shaft. To to bring it back around full circle, I think you just said something very interesting. Elevators don't go in a circle, they go up and down. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, good one. That was good. That was that was quite a laugh. My dad, my dad would be proud of that. Uh, that's a funny joke, man. I will laugh at that. <laughs> this is um, why we get along so well. <laughs> we laugh at each other's bullshit jokes. Yeah, I think what you just said is like you know we're we're professional shitty movie people, and I definitely love a good shitty movie. But like there needs to be something to it, and I think part of the thing that makes me so pissed about Michael Myers like four, five, and six, or like the other like. People like this franchise. You're supposed to be good. You're supposed to be a good franchise. You've been, you're you're one of the horror greats, and this sucks. And I would rather watch Chopping Mall, or I would rather watch Mausoleum with with fucking monster tits killing people. I would rather watch a shitty movie like Boogans over something that's touted as like a, a, a pillar of horror and these movies mm. are, are not doing it for me. So like I'm extra pissed because of the legacy that Michael Myers has as being this horror. Great. And these movies are just trash garbage. I wonder if it's not like, you know, people who like star Wars, just like star Wars. And they like the prequels and they like the TV shows and like the toys. They just like it. Cause it's the brand. Mm-hmm. And like, like I might be a watered down version of that with Halloween specifically because the first three Halloween movies are all good, and I think they're all... not Like, three is not good, but it is good for what it is. Four, five, and six are definitely not good. But at that point, you know what? I like the idea of Michael Myers. So, hit me with it. It's yeah. There's still kills. It's fun. For me, Halloween, like, the franchise is, is very uh, hand-in-hand with autumn and fall for yeah. me. So, it's like that season. I really like that. It makes me feel closer to home now that I'm in California. It makes me feel more like, you know... An actual yeah. autumn is happening. I love to see the fucking vintage decorations from the 80s and 90s. Yeah, Halloween decorations. Like To me, that's worth the price of just watching those movies. Um, I can get that. I can behind that. I mean, I, again, I, I own 
like four pinhead movies and like those movies get yeah after how good the, are those <laughs> after the after the second one it is a steep steep downhill turn and yeah, like i just watched two recently too it's pretty good two's pretty good we watched two with kevin and meg and um it's good it gets lost it when they go to hell it's like we 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 have gone p- past what we know about clive barker's right. vision for this movie and now we don't know what to do like we just yeah, yeah, don't yeah. know how to finish this movie and we don't know the rules of Cinnabites, so we're just gonna do some bullshit. Yeah, it's like, well, what if this guy comes down? You're like, Yeah. But what? And he just like he kills all these Cinnabites that have been Cinnabites forever? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think of, two is more accessible than one to like a regular yeah. movie and goer. Two has some good gross kills good. in it. It is yeah, really good. Very good. Gory, it's good. I'm on board with two. I think its shortcomings are not terrible, but it does it is it does get very weak. And then by the time you get to the third one, the third is the last one that's tolerable, and then it starts to get really bad. Oh, and I watched at least three more after that, like in college, mm-hmm. when they were just coming straight yeah. out to DVD or straight out, to, you know, VHS. I guess it was DVD at the time. I've watched a bunch of those, but they all blend together. Yep. There's, I don't remember a single scene. I don't remember a single character. They I don't lose storyline. Focus. They're just like Cenobites. Cool, right? So they're they're yeah, gory. It's just a movie that's yeah. not that great with Cenobites in it. And there's like, no the, subtext. The Cenobites will punch it up. Yeah, yeah. They just they just have some okay kills. Like Inferno is one that I kind of like because it's kind of like a mystery with murders and stuff. And then I do is that like the one, the one with like the cop space? or detective trying to yeah the detective. Yeah. And that's it's kind of cool. It's got some cool Cenobite stuff in it. And I also like. The one in space, because that one at least is doing something different. Yes, that was Bloodlines, right? Yeah, yeah, that was a good one too. It was a com- it was commercial. It was one of the more commercial ones, but it was at yep. least it was. Uh, there was some cool storylines. There were some cool kills. The dogs looked cool. Cenobite yeah. dogs. Yeah, yeah at least things shit. were happening. Yeah, stuff yeah. was happening. But like the most recent ones were so disappointing. Like all the the non Doug Bradley ones, and I'm not a Doug Bradley purist. Like you can have somebody else be pinhead, and I'm not offended, but you haven't made good movies with good yeah yeah make make a movie it didn't matter who played pinhead (laughs) just make a good movie the one that was like found footage barf garbage and then the most recent one had some really cool cinematic moments like the director knew how to do cool things but didn't know how to make a storyline thread those needles so like you have this cool serial killer with like a tiny serial killer on his back or some shit that was kind of cool, but then like the rest of the movie didn't know how to piece take these cool high points and make something cohesive for the whole movie. I don't think I've seen. Is that a Hellraiser Master Blaster? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I think it's called Revelations or something. I don't know, man. They they all again all start to blend together into this like torture me- torture mess. It did rely too heavy on torture, which I get is a Cenobite thing, but, it, but like, <laughs> right, right, right. Of all the like, franchises to lean on that. <laughs> And like torture porn, I guess, would fit for it. But like, again, there's a subtext to Hellraiser and we could do a whole series of talking about Hellraiser. I don't think we need to get into it now, but I've always said Hellraiser needs to be like, you are getting a peek into something you shouldn't see. And that's fucking scary. We've all had that moment on the internet where you're like, oh, what's this? Click. Oh, 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 back, 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 back. I'm going to delete my history and go take a shower. Like we've all had that moment where we clicked and we're suddenly somewhere that we're like, I, I, I nope, just noped out. And yeah, that's for me it was what, when I was looking up the DVD of Black Cougar, the terrible superhero movie. 
And I came up with a different DVD that was not a superhero movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've all had that moment where we we know we were peeking into something we shouldn't have seen. The, the, one of the greatest examples in The Shining, when Shelley Duvall's running around and we see fucking blowjob dog, whatever the fuck's going on there, you're just like, what? 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 That's the scariest part of that movie? Because you're like, what? what is going on? Because yeah, she was running from her axe-wielding husband. Yeah. And even that made her stop running. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she you're just like, stopped for a second. What is that guy doing? Why does his pants have a trap door built into them? What? Like, what is going on? And it's like some weird sexual thing that you're not supposed to see. And that's what Hellraiser makes Hellraiser I super wanna, freaky. I, <laughs> I want to do a montage of people having those moments, but with that rhythm stick shining music, you know, that happens at that point when she's running it. Click, click, click. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, that would be hysterical. Just all the moments that people have seen fucked up shit and didn't know what to do about it. <laughs> yeah, and I would just like have that noise. Like what you said, black cougar, black cougar, black cougar. Click, click, yeah. click, click. I mean, it's like Clive Barker, you, you know, he wrote Hellraiser and here's a guy who was a gay man in the 80s when all this AIDS epidemic was happening in the underground BDSM club scene. Like, that guy's seen some shit. And he was trying to like... Click, click, yeah, click. Give us click. a little bit of that. <laughs> give us a little bit of that of that in a, in a horror book. And I think so much of the Hellraiser mythos just glosses over and then it's like, yeah, pain monsters. Cool. Go. And you're just like, mm-hmm. yeah, but you're missing yeah. all the subtext of why that's fucked up. Yeah. You know what? I think that's this. They're just trying to make it another Jason, another Michael Myers, another yep. ghost face. It's just like, that's the, the face of the unstoppable killer. Yeah. Which is like, I guess it's okay when you get to the, you know, the 13th movie, but you are like, I think that that's not, the movie is not about pinhead being, the antagonist that is coming to kill you. That's not yeah. what the movie's about. It's not the first two. It's what horrors are hiding in the cracks in the wall. Yeah, like yeah. what's what's on the other side of the keyhole that you're not supposed to see. And that's fucking cool. Really scary. And and yeah, they just throw it away to be like, murder porn, go. Oh, well. Click, 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 <laughs> click, click. Oh, man. Well, this has been fun, man. Uh, it was good to, good to just have a fun chat. We hit a lot of franchises, man. We did I was a pretty say, big coverage. I, I have literally three or four things that I meant to talk about, but we just got so wrapped up. Hopefully you guys liked listening to those and they weren't like, when is he going to talk about that one movie he mentioned at the beginning? <laughs> I can't even remember what like uh, other things you said. Yeah. Like, when is he going to talk about that movie? Yeah. Somebody was like, oh, they didn't talk about Tigers Are Not Afraid. I yeah. wanted to talk <laughs> yeah. about that. Yeah. Great movie. Watch that, guys. It is really good. It's on Shutter. I got Shutter finally. I re-upped my Shutter subscription for Halloween. I've been watching a bunch of stuff on there. Tigers Are Not Afraid is worth checking out. And Yummy is really gory and gooey and kind of fun, but isn't going to be for everybody. But I, I dug it. It was cool. Click, 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 <laughs> click. <laughs> Looks like it's Yummy about cupcakes. Follow us on social media. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LaunchpadPod on the website LaunchpadPod.com. Yeah, who knows what the next few weeks are going to look like, but stick with us. We'll have something going on, or at least we'll send you a little message telling you, giving you an update. Maybe maybe we'll have a baby announcement coming up here. Who knows, man? It'd be crazy. Are you going to not put your baby on social media, or are you going to put her on there? Oh, no. We are not putting our baby on social media. I'm going to do like cryptic pictures of like feet, maybe, and hands. Okay. And like we're going to do like a, a photo that's like, this is the baby, but we're definitely, we don't want her having a social media presence like right off the bat, because Jesus Christ. Yeah, Amanda was the same way. Do something yeah. funny at least though. Like I did 
<laughs> I took a picture while I was waiting for the baby to be born. Amanda was sleeping. I took yeah. a picture like of me holding a swaddle and you can't really see what's in it. Yeah. And I was like, ah, my new little joy or something. And then I took another one where it was like the water bottle was like, I have a water bottle in there. Yeah. It was like a trick reveal. Do something with like, I don't know, your Freddy glove or something like that. <gasps> Do a picture of a swaddle, but with the Freddy glove sticking out like where her hand would be. Oh, that's not as the face, but well, Kate has said since we're having the baby in October, if it's a redhead, I have to find a little preemie Chucky costume. <laughs> that's the one thing I don't. I feel bad about Kent is Kent wasn't a redhead. We were waiting for that, and a man oh. gave me clearance for a child's play. Yeah, if she's redhead, we're going Chucky for sure. We're doing Chucky, and Kate said it's okay. So, uh, yeah, if you're like an Etsy crafty person, let us know. Maybe we can get a get a child's play costume going, but who knows? You know, this stuff, the thing I'm finding is like, you know, it's like a bad mushroom trip. You just have to ride it out. You can't control it. There's no point. There's no point in planning anything because the baby will tell you what's happening and you got to roll with it. Yeah. Get ready for that. You mm. Again, you academically understand the sentence you just said. Wait till that, like that becomes like the thing. Yes. Yeah. We, I, it beca- dude, to bodily functions. It's like your bowels want to move right now. Sorry, bro. That's not yeah. happening for another 22 minutes because you have to do this. Yeah. Every, like everything. I feel like I have a good head on my shoulders for it, but cannot prepare for this at all because you're like, yes, I understand that I need to take care of a human being. I'm like, no, you don't, dude. You don't even It's know. like, I guess it's like taking like a pilot, a piloting class. Yeah. Like if you understand how to like in a classroom, understand how to fly a plane. Awesome. But once you're in a vehicle that is no longer touching the ground, then you really figure out if dude, you know how to fly dude, a plane. I took you know? helicopter flying lessons. I took helicopter flying lessons. <laughs> and one of the things that made me not finish the helicopter flying lessons, one of the things that you're just like, I get it and I'm not going to do it, is you have to do these things called auto rotation uh, lessons, which is telling you how to land a, a helicopter when the engine has broke. Because the blades <laughs> still spin and you can land the helicopter safely because it will, it will land fine. You can still pilot it. It still flies. Same thing with a plane. Like there, there are, you know, exercises that you go through. But when doing that exercise, you realize the reality of, wait, this is some. I'm training because this is something that could happen. <laughs> could happen. <laughs> if and it's like, what causes your your engine to stop working? They're like any number of things. It could be struck by lightning. Wait, I could be struck by lightning. <laughs> you know what? I don't want to ever be in that situation to have to use this. This is scary enough practicing this that i don't want to do this i'm not gonna i'm done i'm good and then there's the whole thing like and we know this from the lift if it gets struck by lightning it could just fail and all the engine stops like an ion bolt in like star wars or it could turn your helicopter evil yeah if you're in a helicopter and it gets struck by lightning that thing might become fucking sentient a little face comes up on the monitor it's like oh and then we fly (laughs) around town like flying into people with the blades and i'm like i have no control and just like flying low it safely because my class (laughs) yeah yeah we just fly down down the street like like hollywood boulevard just just chopping up people and and you're in a horror movie so yeah, I didn't want to bring any sentient helicopters Cut into this Shelley world. Cut to Shelley Duvall so. running, looking out the window. Click, yeah. click, click, and you're just mowing people down in a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> and you just see my face, and I just shrug at her like, I, I don't and I, know. I love the, I love the. It cuts back to Shelley Duvall looking like perplexed, and then yep. the dog man walks up behind her, and they like look at each other, and they give like a shrug, like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the dog guy goes walk back up to the blowjob guy and he's like you don't believe what's going on out there 
he buttons up his butt flap and just like I'm not in the mood. I'm sorry. After I saw I'll call that, you tomorrow, I'm not in the bro. Mood. <laughs> click, 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 click. <laughs> oh my god. Let's blast this thing off, dude. Oh, all right, dude. All right, guys. So we're gonna ride out, ride out on this Bush song to just blast some nostalgia <laughs> down your pants. Oh, I hate this. <laughs> we're the Rocketeers, and we're out. It's a better song. Click, click, click. <laughs>